Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, guys? In this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about philosophy. Now, we're not philosophers. Sometimes we get our terms and ideas mixed up. But you know what? Just deal with it. I'm Derek. <laughs> and I'm Ray. I'm Alex Reed. Welcome back to another episode of Mostly Lit. Your weekly dose of, I don't know, literature, pop culture, film, whatever else you want to hear. Dissecting the bullshit, as we used to yeah, say. Yeah, deep, what, deep, what is it? What did I say? Deconstructing the bullshit. And now all we do is bullshit. And now all we do is bullshit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. Hi, guys. Um, I hope you guys are having a good week. Thank you for joining us again. Unfortunately, I- Ray's not here. She's out in New Orleans. Yeah, living her best life. Looking yeah. for her Kofi Sirobo. A Kofi Sirobo. <laughs> what's, what's the festival called? Essence. It's Essence Festival. Yeah, man. So she's enjoying that. She's so. really good to Essence Festival. She I really can't believe was, it. Like, I've seen pictures of her. Like, um, she's got seen panels with, um, who is it? Like Queen Latifah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. all those guys. And, and Issa, she said she Issa saw Ray. Issa Rae just walking down the Issa street. Issa just walking down the street, man. This is her life. Yeah, and she's just living the dream. I, do you know, I wonder, I wonder what kind of, Obviously, it's had an impact, Girls Trip, mm-hmm. on the Essence Fest numbers. It must have. Mm. But I would love to know how many more people now go to Essence Fest after, after watching the film. Girls Trip. Yeah. I'm, I always have an issue with, like, you know when films cross over into real life like that? Why? Because I feel like it's so close to real life that people start to not distinguish what's real and what's not. Do you see what I mean? Like yeah. they could have done it. They like for me, like Girls Trip could have been like a festival they had gone to. Mm. Don't that didn't have to be Essence Fest though. But now because I'm now I'm questioning how do they even film it? Because if it was during Essence Fest, mm. how is that? Unless they didn't film it during Essence Fest, but I don't I know. I think they like, probably did do it. Now, that's Essence a huge Fest. budget if they didn't, because then they would need everything to look like it was Essence Fest. Yeah, right? I think they probably did film it during Essence Fest, maybe. I don't know. So I find that was, yeah, I don't know. I found it a bit weird. I love all that. I, do you know what I really want to see? I want to see a movie about Carnival from about some people like, oh, we're going, we're travelling to London for the Notting Hill Carnival. Soon like, come, man, soon come. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be so funny. Is, are there any, there must be some movies about Carnival. Nah, I, I, not that I know of. There aren't any. Um, really? Or novel about, about Carnival? Actually, you know what? I don't know. I have to look into that. There I must don't be. know because do you know what? Do you know what came to my mind when you said that with Baby Father? 
and it wasn't even carnival. It was just, it was just them trying to be like. Oh, in one of the episodes. Yeah, that baby right there. Yeah, was it baby? Fight? Yeah, must be baby. They're yeah. trying to. Or was it the film that I was watching? Or was it? There's a film as well. No, it was Dancehall Queen. I was thinking of. Oh, Dancehall Queen. <laughs> yeah, no, Dancehall Queen. Then my boy laughing garment. Yeah, man. But, anyway. but, um, but anyways, yeah. I mean, she actually she saw Asante from the friend zone, so that was great as well. That's always fun. Mm. Always fun. Shout out the friend zone. Shout out the friend zone. Um, but how's your week been anyway? My week's been good. I've taken up swimming again. I've gone back swimming. Um, I wrote a piece about coping mechanisms and mental health awareness week. And fitness is a huge part of mine. Um, self-care, self-care. Self-care, self-care. And um, I just realised that cardio, like swimming is the best form of cardio for me. Because you know, like when you're pounding the streets running and you know, when you see people like they look so distressed after running and mm. like, you know, they look all twist up after like a, a hit session or something. You know, like, they feel good though. It feels feel, good. They, they feel, it feels good. But like when you're doing a hit swimming session, yeah, I feel like the le- like... Obviously, because you, you sweat, but you sweat differently, I think, mm-hmm. in the um, pool as well. But you'd have no distractions. You literally have no music. You can't put music in. You can't put a podcast in. You can't be distracted from your breathing or whatnot. There must be... Um, there might be, but I'd rather, I don't think... I'd, I'd waterproof, waterproof headphones. headphones. Yeah, I think there might be, but I feel like I would... That would be nuts. I want to I want to get them and actually go swimming just to listen to music on the water. Sick, but, oh, yeah, actually, that might be actually crazy. Actually. Yeah, that must be a vibe. But, you know, but you know when you're trying to like proper tune out mm. and it's just water, like just like in your ear, and that's all you have to focus on like focusing on your stroke and focusing on your breathing and Mm -hmm. whatnot I mean that's amazing so yeah I've been I took that back up again um, two to three times a week Um, you know I'm just really trying to take some time for myself because I'm so busy all the time like I'm constantly giving myself other things and other people and I figured if I could just take an hour just to be in a pool yeah it'd be amazing but that's kind of how that's, that sums up my week that's a good look man. Um, what about your house was yours like uh, yeah my week oh. has been, it's been alright like um, what did I do this week like work um, read a bit wrote I had a nice little article published on yeah. Media Diversified which was it's a really good article interest thank you and uh, got an interesting response I think people <laughs> people think I'm making up like that yeah. that black men are insecure sometimes I mean we're yeah. human beings like yeah. not every black male is this fake alpha male like yeah. you know yeah. nothing phases me like I don't care if yeah, I'm, I'm like, 100% just, confident in everything that I do and everything that I am it's absolutely rubbish isn't it mm. I mean but anyway I mean it was. I just wanted to kind of get the conversation going yeah I, I wasn't making any kind of grand sweeping statements or anything yeah I mean, saying emotional expression is important for developing relationships and mental health, mental well-being. I don't feel like that's an outlandish statement at no. all. But no. yeah, that's what I was getting at. Um, so yeah, that and that is it, really. Yeah. yeah, we have to shout out the fact that we're on the Rising Stars like the bookseller, oh, yeah. Rising Stars, two thousand eighteen. Yes, thank that, you to the bookseller. We're for- in good company. Yeah, for nominating us as yeah. Rising Stars. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much. It was amazing to see that, the responses on Friday when it came out. I was literally hiding in my office. Like, my manager sits opposite me and she was like, oh, congratulations on the Rising Stars. I was like, shh, don't say. I was like, shh. I don't want anybody to know in the you office. Know, like, like, um, I'm so glad because I remember when I was in the office when something else came out in the bookseller and then people like, kept looking at me and it was just, mm. it was awkward, man. I'm so I glad I wasn't it. in... But um, yeah, man, it was uh, it's an honor, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to the bookseller. It's yeah, been amazing. Anyway, right. we, we reading anyway. This week, I am reading. What am I thinking? Oh, I'm rereading Goodbye Things. Actually, I'm continuing to read Goodbye Things by what's his name? Fumiso Susaki. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I started thinking about just the way I kind of harbor materials and just all of that. Like, you know, in my room, there are like so many books and so many things, so many like unused clothes and um, unused bags and boxes. And Hold all on these a minute. When things. I dashed out my all my stuff and I dashed out my bed and all my clothes and stuff, you and Ray called me nuts. But you are nuts because why are you throwing your bed out? Because why do I need... I didn't need a big bed you're frame. You were sleeping on it. Okay. I, was, I was sleeping on, on a nice little... On a mattress thing on the floor. That's no way to live, Derek. Whatever. You actually need to have a, like a, an actual bed. Well, why do I need a bed frame? Yeah, no, no, I mean, I don't have a bed frame. I've got a small Japanese one that's kind of like, you know, those those really low beds? Yeah, yeah. But you don't see it. Yeah. You don't see it. Like So that's kind of... I made that decision to buy those very minimal things. Yeah. But because I've got so many other things that I haven't actually yeah. cleared out yet. Yeah, I was sleeping on the fucking floor, mate. Yeah. Mm. I was sleeping on the floor. I mean, technically so I to, was. you need to specify. What yeah, you, so I said I threw out my bed frame. I didn't say I threw uh, out my bed. So you just sleep on the mattress on the sleeping floor. Sleeping on the mattress. A nice mm. little... No headboard. Wow. No headboard, fam. Exactly. I don't even have a headboard. But yeah, okay, that's TMI. interesting. But um, yeah, like... Yeah, so trying to get rid of all of these different... All of... No, not get rid of the books and stuff, but trying to figure out what to do next with them. Mm. Um, clothes, all these different things. Every like when your room is cluttered, your mind is cluttered. It ruins yeah. your sleep. It does all these different things. So it does. I was really, I'm really reading it, trying to think about like there's different kinds of minimalists and different things that you can minimalize. I really want to minimalize my clothing because I really think that that should just be kept simple. Yeah. There's no need Just get a uniform I've got a uniform now I've got my, my little blazer your, your there blazer, which, You know what I mean With my, with my, with my Terence Higgins button <laughs> thing you there Like that's that's me now I'm Pastor good Derek I think that's what I'm going to call you I'm good now That's my Pastor. uniform But um, yeah man So that's what I'm reading um, Really good book Awesome What about awesome. you I'm reading Hold By uh, Michael Dun- uh, Donko And it's, it's It's fucking good man mm. I really oh. like it um, Obviously I'm going to be doing A panel with him And Diana Evans as well Mm-hmm. Um, on her book Ordinary People but yeah it's really I mean obviously I open the first page and then there's a list of words translated from tree I was like you know he's got me now like I'm actually going to read you yeah, know what yeah. I mean I'm really going to enjoy this I know it already you needed that I needed that yeah <laughs> exactly Um, and uh, look at I mean I've got it the cover is really beautiful yeah because I don't know who this young lady is but um, she's I, love, I really love her head wrap but yeah it's really really good yeah really interesting Um, I don't know where it's going like things are happening at the moment I'm not going to give anything away the book comes out next week but I don't know where it's going you know mm. I love the relationship between the the two young house girls at the moment you know could get any truth it's interesting and it's um, the little girl's really funny mm. but yeah so that's what I'm reading it's just you're reading Hold yeah. Hold yeah by Michael, Michael Donko out next week out next week out mm. next week so um, who's lit this week Obviously, if you guys haven't been on social media, haven't seen what's been happening, what's been going on, like Stormzy has um, announced that he's launching an imprint within Penguin Random House, UK, um, Murky Books. So I want to shout out to him because put your money... Where you put your voice with, your money where your mouth is. Family, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big look. Yeah, it's a big look because at the end of the day, you know, like so many people are at a position that Storms is in and mm. he's looked at it I don't know I don't know what counselling or what advice has been given or mm. he pitched it or whatever but you know so many people have been like a C or have the position that he's in and mm. you know they're not create, and he's looked around and seen that there's a lack of 
something in certain industries. Yeah. I don't know whether that's the case, but this is what it looks like it to happen. I you think, see what I mean? I think his conversation with Mallory Blackman on Twitter was probably the seed yeah. that started the conversation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Should we do a book with Stormzy or how how much further can we go? Like exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker's got an imprint in America. Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah, she's got an imprint as well. I think so, there's somebody else. Some there's an article about it about the rise of celebrity imprints or something like oh, that. Right. Okay. Um, but Stormzy's one, yeah. I mean, Penguin Random House, they're really championing. They're putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah. I mean, if it, I don't know if there's any other, any bigger way to put your money where your mouth is than to give. A black man, an imprint. <laughs> an imprint. There's hardly any black man in publishing. For real, for real, <laughs> I mean, for real, like... for real, for real. So that's a really, that's a good look. That's a good look. So that's Murky Books. Um, I guess they're taking submissions. So I think people should go out and start yeah, and looking. I, think, to... I believe they're looking for an intern as well for 2019. Yeah, an intern. So, you know, you guys, do your Googles, have a look, go find out what's going on there. I think that's really, yeah, that's dope. What about the submissions for Safe? How is that, how's that going? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Safe, my anthology, well, the anthology that I'm editing, um, with, there's going to be 21 writers in it. The, I believe the submissions are finished now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to be reading over all of the essays um, and then we're going to pick a winner and they'll be the 21st contributor to Safe from Black British Men Reclaiming Space. Oh, okay. Really exciting, actually. I'm really, it's, do you know what it is? It's just, a, it's a group, it's a group thing. Mm. Like I remember when I was talking to um, my agent about it, I was like, I don't want my name on the cover, and she was just like, Stop being stupid. I was like, I don't. Want my name. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? I just, I'm just really funny about though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Those yeah. Kind what of it things. looks like perception. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, I don't want my name on the cover, but she's just like, Look. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's I was a great like, project, man. Looking forward to like getting everything like tied up in there. Yeah, yeah. Up. It should be. It should be good. We've got some amazing contributors. So yeah, all good. Okay, so. This week I'm mostly lit, actually. Do we actually... Is there anything else I need to mention? Yeah, no. This week I'm mostly lit. Do you want to go forth, my yeah. friend? So... And tell the people what I want. Well, today we're going to be talking about an essay that we've mentioned before loads of times. Um, hopefully a lot of our listeners have read it by now. It's, it can be dense in places, but it's called Self-Reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson, who was, you know... They say an, an, an eminent American scholar, philosopher, and he was like a champion of individualism. He um, had he had a f- philosophical outlook called transcendentalism. Really complicated. It doesn't quite make much sense to me. It seems to be like a mixture of Indian spiritualism and um, like meta. Anyway, it's, it's a mess. Basically, yeah, I won't even lie. It's, it sounds like a mess to me. Um, him and Thoreau I believe he's called Okay Thoreau He wrote a book called Warden Where he's basically talking about I think it's like a plot of land he had Where he used to go and Contemplate nature and things And, and so on and so forth But that anyway That sounds yeah. so peaceful Yeah yeah apparently Pretty I haven't much. read it But apparently it's really interesting Yeah um, But yes yeah, so that's What we're going to be talking about today Alright cool Self-Reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson So Alex So Thoughts okay. First of all What is self-reliance right I feel like from what I read... No, no. What did you think of it, though? What did I think of the book? Yeah, what did you think of it? I mean, I was saying this to Ray the other day, actually. Like, it's really pompous and it's really, like... There's just the language. I feel like... Well, yeah, because it's... Yeah, obviously, the time when it was written, which is fine. And obviously, I was listening listening to it on audiobook, actually. And it it was really, like, I was sitting down in front of a fire with this wise man 
mm. telling me like how to like live this, my life in the most this dead white male yeah this dead white male in this in this most inconspicuous way so I thought the book was good for all in, like the book the essay was good for all intents all intents and purposes right but um, I struggled to kind of like when faced with somebody telling me those things or writing about how to live independently um, and not for the gaze of others or mm. you know you only, you only really have yourself mm. to do this I feel like when somebody tells me that it makes it a lot more difficult for me to kind of like proceed with those kind of actions whereas in when I kind of come to it myself and I think oh, I'm going to go do this for myself anyway I feel like it's easier for me to go about it because then at least I can have certain limitations on what I want and I feel like mm. he is quite extreme with a lot of the things mm, interesting okay so yeah, I think it was a really good essay though. Like, and it kind of came to me this week when I really needed it. I think mm. that I really needed to think about... Did it gas you up? It didn't gas me up, but it kind of made me think... Little things made me think about, you know, I shouldn't be... Like, the way that I'm perceived by others shouldn't matter. Or the mm. things I do, you should be able to do it and not seek gratification, like, not seek um, praise or yeah. think about how you kind of are received. Just do it. Yeah. Um, if you think it's good, you do it, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and that's the kind of attitude that I was kind of, like, trying to work my way through mm. up to this point. So I feel like, I do think that certain aspects of literature come to you when you need it to yeah. come to you. And this was really, really, like, telling this week. I'm glad um, then. I don't know whether, that, I don't know about gassing me up because what I don't know but I didn't feel like oh wow like I didn't feel like invigorated and I, really? I didn't want to run out in the street I think I'm going to be oh, okay. like the most independent Negro I was just like okay mm. I see where you're coming with this I see where I see where this looks but you know he champions the lone wolf yeah well the lone wolf among other wolves like I, I, the reason why I love this and everybody knows I love this it, ga- it does gas me up like yeah. and I feel like the way he talks about individualism, it's individualism that exists in a world of other people. It's not just, although he does say, you know, walk as if everything were titular and ephemeral except you. I love that quote. I love that quote as well, which is fair enough. No, when faced, was it, no, I think there's more, there's more to that. Yeah, there is more. When when faced with adversity or something. Yeah, or or opposition. opposition, When faced with opposition, then. Yeah. Um, Obviously, that's just kind of like, take yourself most seriously yeah. and yes absolutely do that um, but yeah I just I think it's powerful I think I think there's some things in there that I don't 100% agree with but <laughs> the majority of things I do I, I read it I read it like once every couple of months Yeah, just to kind of get me back on track um, yeah I love it I love mm. the way he writes as well mm. I always when I read it there's a voice that pops into my yeah. head that I cannot shake that's what I found because I listened to it first time mm. It's only an hour long on audiobook. And then I read it physically online. And then I was like, there was, you know, things jump out at you. Like, mm. there's, a, there's, a, there's a way with words sometimes. They jump out at you just the way. And you kind of like condense quotes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, he does write really well, like, beautifully. And then listening to it again, it kind of helped the listening after reading it. So it's just thinking, like, I had to condense it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I you know, I got on with the book pretty okay. well, you know. So like, then what, so do you think that like complete self-reliance where you, you're not, you don't allow external factors to influence you, can that actually exist in 
a digital age in a in a social media age you know in the social media age yeah. like so external factors you don't want them to affect you so for example then if i'm on twitter and somebody blocks me mm. does that affect my self esteem is that basically in a very yeah, simple term yeah because what you're doing in that pros in that in that situation you're thinking about how that other person how the other person sees you but obviously what emerson says is that that should yeah, not man, matter bro, you should be bitch block me unto yourself don't give a damn anymore at the, at the end of the day yeah, you get this you're at this point where you're like you've got in a digital in this digital age in this digital world that we're in like especially when it becomes digital it is that's exactly what it is it's a world in itself yeah, you're sitting there, and if to, like your self esteem is and your worth and your your value and stuff, kind of it's kind of affected by how people perceive you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On that, you know how many followers you have, how many retweets, how many likes, all this different stuff that comes with being online and being digital. How many people engage with you? So when somebody receives that negatively whether it be a block or an indirect or something Mm. it is going to mess with a lot of people's confidence and a lot of people the way that people perceive themselves because nobody wants to feel like they're 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 worthy of being blocked in everyday life some people don't care because it's online but not everybody wants to nobody really wants to feel that way do you see what I mean? I do. So, see, I do see what you mean, but I think, yeah, I think if we really just adopt what Emerson says, and you know, we should really yourself, be online anyway. Then trust thyself. Every heart vibrates to that iron string. Yeah. If you really believe that you are you, you know, he always he he says that like, speak now what is true, and speak tomorrow what is true. Like, what is true today? It, it may not it, be true tomorrow, no, but it's true today. It, exactly. Is that like, what you're it's saying? just you are the most important person other people shouldn't be able to affect how you see yourself other okay. people cannot get inside you and change who you are yeah. unless you let them do so yeah. do you know what I mean so being affected by a block he's basically saying that you are giving people a, a way into you when realistically they shouldn't even be able to yeah because realistically they can't yeah do you know what I mean yeah they shouldn't be able to affect you so much that you know you, you're, you're there shaking and trembling like and this is the context of the digital age, right? You shouldn't be sitting there trembling at your keypad because somebody Mm. has said something that is largely untrue or like disrespectful to you or has taken your opinion and twisted it or whatever Mm. because ultimately it says more about the other person and the other people than it does say about you and your intentions. We shouldn't even worry about what it says about them. Like, let them do their thing, fam. Like, like, I mean, that's at, at the end of the day, right? I mean... Intuitively, me, myself, I'm very much like, I do tend to care about what other, Mm. like, not about what other people think, but what they're going through in order for them to think that. Do you see what I mean? So I would look at it and think, rah, they blocked me or Mm. they did, or they've done this to me or they said this to me. What actually happened to lead up to that point for them to do that? What influences had happened in order for them to either misconstrue me or you know all these different things it doesn't Who matter because they didn't it, have a conversation with you therefore there we go. it shouldn't matter because they clearly don't go. know what they're talking about there we go do you know what I mean there but then go. I want to ask you then individualism as you you mentioned at the beginning I, good or bad it's a very European thing like I was no, that's like, a, that's, we, had that's com- we had this conversation with um, 
oh yeah, we were Africa Rights a few weeks ago. And like we had this conversation with Afua Hirsch, right? Mm. And it was the whole, um, she kind of triggered in my mind about, you know, individualism is very Western, a very European mindset, a very European cultural ideal. Whereas collectivism, I think that's the opposite or the community kind of based feel. Communism, but not in the politi- political yeah, sense. Social communism, I guess. Or, yeah, yeah, I guess or like, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, all that stuff. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. You do things for your family. If you find, if you look at, a, if you look at a black family in general, you're going to find a lot of them carry their family mm. a lot of the time. I, I'm coming, I'm going at home because I need to get my sister. I need to sort out my, I need to provide for my parents. I need to help my parents. I, you know, what I mean, all these different things. Whereas when I look at, say. I'm not even being, I'm going to be straight with this, like a Caucasian person. They don't, no, no, the ones that I've communicated with, a lot of them Europe, of the European background, they don't really care about that. They just go, this, they, they go and do that individualism. But is, that, so, but is this a bad thing, bro? This is what I'm saying. So I don't know. I don't know whether it's a bad thing or a good thing. I don't know what I'm, there's parts of me growing up in this culture that would consider my, that would consider individualism good. But then, I do put, I do place quite a bit of my value and my validity in family. Yeah, but I mean, individually, I don't think it's about like literally f- fuck my family, fuck my friends, blah, blah, blah. It's just, yeah, yeah do it's things just, to, I feel like it's just it's like, about do putting things- yourself first. Putting yourself first, one, trusting yourself more than other people, mm. believing in yourself more than you believe what other people say, so on and so forth. So it could, a situation where, like you may be in a relationship and you really believe in an individualism and believe in that each you and your partner should pursue whatever it is each of you wants. Do you know what I mean? And it gets to a point where this person wants to do that. You want to do that. It will affect your relationship, but you still give each other the freedom to do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That that to me is like okay, that's individualism, and then you can say to yourself whether it's a good or bad thing. Yeah, personally, I don't know. I don't know. So, what do you think about individualism? Like, man, I love that shit. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Do you know why I like it? One because I'm very kind of I'm very introverted as well, so it it, it allows me to rationalize my shyness. Ah, uh, see, you get me. It allows me to be like, oh, that's why. So let me just be, uh, which is know. which is which is cool, which is very very nice. You know, to be intellectually dishonest, it's it's, it's amazing. But trash. It is it's amazing? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, go on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really do like it. I, I like the idea. But then at the same time, I very caught up with like utilitarianism. I always say this. So I'm really oh my god, about this brings the, me back to A level. Yeah, I'm really about the many and not the yeah. few. In certain situations, obviously, it it, ra- it ranges from from thing to thing. Many and not the few. So what is utilitarianism? Just so that if people don't know what utilitarianism so is, so it's, it's basically the way I see it. Obviously, read me. So Can't remember. There, I think there's, there's different strands, but okay. the way I see utilitarianism is that when you do something, what matters most is the effects. The, the, the um, one the size of the effect it has, the um, how um, useful is it? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, usefulness, yeah, that's the utility. But I mean, um, how many people it affects, how deeply it affects them. Do you know Mm, what I mean? Yeah. That's what's important. So sometimes with utilitarianism, the motivation behind what somebody does becomes irrelevant if it's affected like a hundred people. Do you know what I mean? So it's 
that the famous question, the philosophical thing, do you save, do you kill one person to save 1,000? Oh, that's like in the good place, isn't it? Is that in the good place? So basically, like, I think, um, oh, what was the, what was the example? I think in the oh, good was place, that one on the but, train? Yeah, when Chidi was like, he didn't know whether, he couldn't make the choice. He couldn't make the choice. Like, he's like, and he had to go over it and over it and over it again because he couldn't, he There's couldn't. bare philosophy in the good place, you know? It is, because I think like, once you start messing, messing, once you start having discussions about death and where you go after, I think that kind of lends itself to philosophy mm. in itself. Like, these guys are positioned as dead. This is where they are. Yeah. How do you, what they have to look at what the theory of goodness is and evil and bad and, and all these what, different and things. What and, hell, and what hell is. And what hell is. Which I, I really felt like a genius. This is probably so mundane. You felt like a genius. Because, wow. when I, cause, you know, at the end of... Man, it's been on for time. It's been on for time. Go look for it. I don't at, care. At the end of season you, one, when um, yeah. they're all arguing and they're like, she's like, holy fuck, this is the bad place, <laughs> yeah? And they're all arguing. That's literally like taken from Sartre's play called No Exit, mm-hmm. where at the end he's like, hell is other people. Yeah. That's literally what it is. And I, I, I watched it and I was like, oh, look, every time I recognize a bit of philosophy in The Good Place, I'll be like, oh, that's um, You read that, too damn Bentham. much. You read oh, too that's, damn that's, much. That's, that's like, You're out here <laughs> gassing yourself. Yeah, bro. very excited. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's true sometimes. You've got to link about like where, you've got to think about where you are in relation to um, the the philosophy of the day because you know things are like all these different things like about well, hell is other people and all of that stuff and making the choices to be good and all this stuff I just think that like, I mean humans overdo it I long for the day when we were just back in like I was run- well my ancestors probably running around in some part of Africa minding their business Nigeria perhaps Ancestors well, I, in Nigeria. I, don't even, I don't even know, man. But you know what you just said about. I just long for those days of simple times, bro. <laughs> like, but you know, you know, what you said about the philosophy of the day. This also brings me back to like another thing Emerson said, to, yeah. where he was just kind of like, "Why do we have such reverence for the past? Oh yeah. Why don't why you know why are we so obsessed with these ancient institutions? Mm. Like, and he even says that if you're going to explain something to me in the present by using the language of the past you're doing yourself a disservice you're doing me a disservice I can't understand what you're saying so I wonder then should we be focusing more on modern takes on life and living and so on and so forth and if that's true does that mean that we should be reading up on like philosophy that critiques technology and social media and because at the end of the day we we are we are children of the internet yeah do you know what I mean I think that Yes, we most definitely should be doing it because when you start having these philosophy, like obviously the obviously the the book of Western philosophy that you know that we've spoken about before on the show, um, oh Bertrand Russell, Bertrand Russell, mm. and you know when we're taught RE in school and ethics and all these different things, and it's just just the way that it kind of constructs our life, we are so consumed with the past. We've just spoken about utilitarianism. We've just, spoken, yeah. we've just spoken about all these different things, you know what I mean? Like, the context is changing. Mm. Everybody is a bit like, all right, we've, we've, we're, at, we're at a point where, you know, we're, we're shrouded as the narcissistic generation. We're shrouded as the very, um, you know, the, the, the social media-led generation, the yep. very groupthink, echo chambery. Mm. Buzzword D generation. Mm. I think they lend. I think that should kind of help with the with the way that we approach philosophy at this moment in time. Just because, like, 
it can we can all relate to certain things. When you start to when you start to like keep focusing on, doesn't mean that you you don't devalue the the philosophy of the past. You just acknowledge it as the past. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Am I making any sense? No, no, I don't. Because I think like I, I mean, I have my my opinions on social media, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, sh- and I'm sure that many people have their opinions on social media, and I'm sure that there is a, there is a new age philosopher. We have all these philosophy students come out here and write something and do some do something, man. Because you I must was, be out here studying. I was watching like, the what news. Is, what are you doing? I was watching <laughs> the news, and on the news panel there was a a meme expert. See, I'm expert of memes. You know what I mean. Memetic, I think memetic something. But but you know what? Like yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that we should be like really looking at the way that, not even in a psychological sense, like in a philosophical sense, where where will the rise in social media take us? And the the lack of privacy that we now have, the you know big data, all of these things. Yeah, these collecting of our data, harvesting of of information, the fact that now. Being, I mean, the fact that we can shame anyone we want and there'll be no consequences for it. Literally, where people can make things up on the internet and yeah. there'll be consequences yeah. for not the person who told the lie, for the person they lied about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Those kind of things. I think that's very important. And also the way that, honestly, the way that memes shape our thinking. I'm not that's lie. true. Alex, <laughs> memes really, I, I noticed this, memes change the way I think sometimes. <laughs> also, I've started, I've started thinking in 140 characters. So what? Let me, let me, let me explain. So sometimes when I'm thinking, I think in quick hot takes. Do you know what I mean? I'll think of like a pithy statement and that's my thought done. Like, okay, that's, do you know what I mean? In like some Wildian way, like, oh, I'm going to try and sum up the world in an, in an aphorism. Obviously I can never do that. Okay. But yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed that. My, and I've had to kind of lengthen my thoughts out and give myself 280 characters and then afterwards really try to give think properly. Give myself 280 it's characters. It's nuts, man. And also you see people who... Their facial expressions start to mimic memes that they've seen online. I mean, people have been saying this about my facial expressions for the past ten to twelve years. Yeah, I I've been the original OG with the facial expressions. Yeah, don't get it twisted. But yeah, it's true. But you, if you if you but, constantly um, see a meme see or a mean. gif or something like yeah, that, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. gif or jif? Gif. Gif. I say gif. Graphics. And I say meme. Some people say mem. Or meme. It's a meme, man. Some people say meme. Anyone who says meme, you got an issue. You need to actually, <laughs> like, actually deal with that yourself. Whatever spiritual decline you're going down. Um, oh, that quick, stress. Quick, quick bit of um, trivia. Trivia. <laughs> Do you know who invented the word meme? Is it a white man? Yeah, Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins. Yeah, I believe in the. Is it in the oh, Richard Dawkins. Was Sorry, it the I blind thinking... watchmaker? Why? What? Did... Maybe it wasn't in the blind watchmaker. I think it's the selfish gene. One of those two books. Oh, okay. I think, I think he coined the phrase meme. Oh, right. Anyway, to be okay. a trivia there. Um, but yeah, we do think in. I, I don't. I don't see myself thinking in 140 characters. Only for the simple fact that I don't tweet 140 characters. But do you never? Anymore. Are you never like? Are you never like during your day to day? You'll think of like a pithy statement and think I should tweet that. And then you hold it in your mind and you're thinking, I've got to go tweet this. I've got to go yeah, tweet this. Actually, yeah, actually, there has been times. Like, oh, it's satisfaction. I tweeted it. There like, has been times, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I do think, I do think, you, I re- you know when you receive it. Right, you, that's a sickness, boy. That is a sickness, it's crazy. <laughs> um, we are ill. Mm. <laughs> like, um, but you know when you receive certain tweets differently, like you mm. receive them in a, in a certain, but like, so recently, like, I've been very, you know, uh, Monique, when she's like, um, 
when you, you do clownery. When, when you do clownery, the clownery comes back to bite yeah, or yeah. thing, or like, or something jumps out kind yeah. of thing. Like, a lot of people have been saying those things a lot. And I feel like, you know, once you start, people start like picking up the trends on like, you know, Monique culture. Mm. And, um, and I think that it's, it's those things. When, when you start, when people start coming with the trendy, like little quips and pithy statements and then they start using, and they start using it to, um, describe a moment mm. for example so like so like yeah so like there was a there was an article that I saw on BBC with these rhino poachers they wandered into lion territory yeah. and got eaten mm. and I quite it and in my head I was like oh my god this is so funny mm. and I was like oh my god the carnival jumped out yeah because I was like in my head I was mm. thinking in my head I was thinking like that's actually jokes mm. because it but it, what, what it does it sums up the whole story do you see what I mean? It because does. Like, that sounds like a context of the story. But because that sounds like some 1984 shit where they're is, kind of like, mad. let's condense all of this meaning into like into a sentence. one, one, even one word. Yeah. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, was it plus good or good plus whatever? All that kind yeah. of rubbish. Um, okay. That's, that's, but I think it's, yeah, I think that's interesting though. Thinking in, thinking in 140 characters. Maybe it's just me, mate. Honestly, yeah. maybe it's just, I just me. Think, you know what? Like you know, like Drake said, everybody's tweeted. Like you know, you, you're not the same offline. Everybody's everybody thinks they're one way. Mm. They're not the same offline at all. I've seen people tweet things, and they'll never say that with their chest offline. Yeah, but I, they, ever I don't think that means that then they're, they're not they're, they're that not, person. They're not, they're not the same at all. I don't. I don't think them being able to say online and not in person means that they're not that person. I think you should just give more credence to what they've said online because. I they're can't remember who honest. said it. Uh. They're like, give a man a mask and he'll tell you exactly what he really thinks. Yeah. I think that's important. And also like, on the other side of that, I remember watching Charlie Brooker on, um, I think it was on Channel 4 News and he was playing uh, video games with Jon Snow and they were talking about Twitter and Charlie Brooker just said offhand, oh yeah, Twitter's a video game. And Jon Snow was like, no, he's not. He's like, yes, it is. You pick a character and then you tweet exactly how you want to tweet. Yeah. How you think that character would tweet, sorry. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's actually true, you know. A lot of people pick a personality. It's like when a lot of people go to uni for the first time, they literally recreate themselves. Do you know what I mean? I I did that. I recreated myself. I turned myself into a more confident type of person, a more... um, I was very much into the secret at the time. So I was very much like, if I want something, I can get it. I used to say to my girlfriend at the time, oh, I need a job. I'm going to get a job in a couple of weeks. She'd be like, Derek, it doesn't work that way. And I was like, mm-hmm, we'll see. And I always got what I said I was going to yeah, get. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I you, always you tried did to be it. that guy. Exactly. I had the afro. I had the unk. I had the... I tried that shit. You had an unk? Why the fuck did you have an unk? Because... I was really trying. He's on your 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 whole I, I was on my I was on my when you do whole tap my hood. The whole tap <laughs> comes out. To this point, yeah, you like Maya were always like Maya from um um Carry Them Go podcast. She basically always mm. messages me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Like, Shout out to Carrie yeah, Dumbo. Yeah. She's always just like, oh, um, it's like, <laughs> back when you were a hotep, yeah? Like, someone told, like, a rabbit tells me that you were a hotep back in the day. I was never a hotep. You know, one of them ones, like, um, you're just standing on the fringes of pan Africanism. Mm. I didn't know what pan Africanism was to the point where mm. I, at that time, in my second year of uni, I thought pan Africanism was anti Caribbeanist. Really? Because I was I, talk, I was a mess. And Man imagine, like you. And, and Isn't imagine, one of your national heroes, Marcus Garvey? Uh, there we go. Please. I don't... You know when you're... Oh, Alex. You're 20, you have no sense and no knowledge. Mm. Me, personally, I was basically like, I didn't know what I was supposed to know. Right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you just understand. And Twitter at those times, you know, there were certain people that were always talking about these things who have now gone off to do really, like, to go on and do rebranding and, like mind their business but mm. at the same time like yeah like you do learn you do learn a lot um, especially when you go to uni and trying to I think I change myself every year there was always something that I was doing new <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm the king of um, not rebranding but like just literally just changing my mind so <laughs> now we can move on to actually what Ralph Waldo Emerson said yeah. about consistency oh, God. and how it's yeah. you know the hobgoblin um, what was it adored by little statesmen and statesmen and small minds and I like that word hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Sorry. All yeah. right. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, actually. Anyway, go on. Um, yeah, like when the first the first time I read Self Reliance, right? I'm going to tell you a little story now. Story time. First time I read Self Reliance, it was in conjunction with reading Sartre's Existentialism is Humanism and Bell Hooks's The Will to Change. Now, these three books combined in my brain. So what I thought was, one, I have to be a lot more emotional, expressive. I can't hold my expressions in. Two, what I feel now, I should say now. And what I feel tomorrow, I should say tomorrow. Even if they're, they're different. Even if they've changed. And two... Three, I'm free to do what I like. Do you know what I mean? I make my own decisions and I must act on decisions. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. Those three things that I learned from those three books. I go into a relationship <laughs> and it was an absolute mess, mate. Scattered. <laughs> because I was, I was literally just saying whatever I felt. And I didn't, you know, my emotions were... So, I'm so impulsive. My emotions are so turbulent. So one day I'll be saying one thing so passionately like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the next day I'll wake up and... It's the complete opposite. I'll yeah. be like, well, you know what? Emerson said that, you know, speak now and <laughs> whatever, yeah. So the next I'll be saying, yeah, so... It I jumped mean, out. Exactly. <laughs> like, I was just out. doing a madness. So The intellect jumped out. But I do, I do like what he said. I do believe that consistency a lot of the time makes us adhere to thoughts and beliefs that we don't believe anymore, but because we don't want to... But- Go on. I was going to say, what kind of question, I mean, what kind of question, what kind of consistency? Like, is it behavioural consistency? Because in that, in that, I agree. 
Mm. But I think consistency, consistency of thought. Okay, consistency of and thought. And then obviously because the I thought affects your behaviour. Because of obviously, course. I don't know. When 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 I think of consistency, I think of work. For example, like mm. if you're consistent, for example, we say we are writers. Are you consistently writing in order for you to oh, okay. be one? Yeah. Um, musicians, are you consistently writing and producing music mm. for you to be a musician? Are mm. you determined and disciplined to do that? In that kind of consistency, I kind of feel like, yeah, that's what's it's needed because yeah. you need to build that as your work. that's because you're aiming for a particular goal. Exactly. I think what Emerson's saying is consistency in that... <laughs> You know, you know, scientists, well, I'm not scientists, but people who are, no, yeah, scientists, a lot of scientists say that, you know, with the, um, once you acquire new information, you're allowed to change your mind. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, uh, a scientific theory is, they're constantly trying to disprove things. Do you know what I mean? Which means that what you believe today, tomorrow you may not believe because it's been disproved. You know, with new information, you can change your mind. And that happens a lot. And honestly, especially in the social media age, if you're constantly on Twitter being bombarded with tweets or Facebook statuses or, you know, threads and all that kind of stuff, you're constantly exposed to new information. So to expect anybody who lives on social media, who lives in the internet age to be consistent is honestly, in my opinion, a little bit harsh, you know, because, you know, your mind's going to keep on changing. And I don't think that just because you want to seem consistent or seem fixed in your beliefs, you know, they say if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. I think that's rubbish, to be honest. Um, I don't think you should force yourself to, you know, adhere to something, even if you don't actually believe it anymore. I think that's silly. You're allowed to change your mind, even if it's in the next five minutes. I'm saying this, saying this to you, Alex, I might sit down now for five minutes and be like, Alex, you know what? Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I don't believe, I think I've actually done this on the podcast before. You actually have. (laughs) Did you know what I mean? You really haven't. I said something and then I thought about it and I'm like, nah, actually I've changed my mind. Fair enough, mate. The thing is, well, I admire that though, because you can actually sit there and say that you've changed your mind and Mm. and you know that your mind has changed. Mm -hmm. With me though, I feel like I gradually... I gradually move like I'll have an opinion the thing is yeah I mean I don't necessarily have the opinion mm. straight away because I won't know what I think right. to see what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's something that I'm working on I'm mm. doing the work guys it's tough it's stressed out here yeah. but when you're like you have the opinion you're trying to figure out what that means to you and how because I'm, I'm I feel like what what did me a disservice in early stages was that I always wanted to remain consistent with the thought that I had. Mm. And because that couldn't be, and because certain thoughts and certain actions can't be applied to everything, unless you 100% believe it, mm. then like I went, I went through a stage at uni where I was trying to go through radical honesty. Okay. Is that, does that just mean speaking a hard truth without any tact? Essentially. Okay. It, it basically means, it basically means Being saying, rude. Say, basically, it basically means just like it's the you say you say the truth mm-hmm. as it comes mm-hmm. because there so there are no um there's no misunderstanding there's no miscommunication everything's out there in the open as it stands right mm-hmm. so but then I started to find myself thinking oh should I be radically honest here or should I be radically honest there like do I have to be here all the time do you know what I mean so there's no way to, in, if I was to be consistent in that I probably would have I would have probably would have not had many friends after that mm. like do you know what I mean because yeah. just there are things there are some things you don't say and there's some things you say differently and there's some things you say in different ways Fair. and that was kind of like what that 
taught me in itself. But nobody does that. And I'm not sure there's many people that actually ascribe to radical honesty anymore. No, there's I don't a book think out so. there, I'm sure. We can't, you, not in this day and age anyway. I mean, um, yeah. Spe- I mean, speaking of rudeness, I wanted to talk about Jamaicans. Um, <laughs> basically, like, there's a... Um, you're actually rude. I, Had I, me choking. I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, Ralph Waldo Emerson and Jamaicans have in common this idea so basically you're very rude no honestly em- like emerson says like um watch 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 that gleam of light which flashes across your, your mind from within basically and he basically describes it as like intuition yeah trusting what you you know that flash mm-hmm. and i believe jamaicans have a, a a saying where it's like my spirit don't take or something <laughs> And that, and that, Spirit and, yeah, and that's intuition, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like that's yeah, the yeah. same kind of because even Emerson says, you know, when a young person watches people go by and then he sums them up in a phrase, this person's Bro. boring, this person's that, this person's that. That is a you lifestyle. Know, this is it, and I feel that's what Jamaicans and Emerson have in common. Like, I wanted <laughs> that's what to Jamaicans and Emerson. I wanted to. I like that connection. I like. That I wanted link. to ask, like, do you? <laughs> believe that do you believe yeah. that some people you just you know instantly know nah do you know yeah my friend actually always drags me because he says I don't listen I, at certain points I didn't listen to my intuition like at all I've listened to it a lot more lately than I have than I have in, pre- in previous times but I felt like yeah man if your spirit doesn't take to somebody there's no point you con- continuing that I mean, I've been burned from this, as you know. Mm. I, you know, you just continue. But is it continuous? When your spirit doesn't take to someone, is it an instant it's, feeling it's a, no, that fades away that you must remember or is it consistently there? It's it's, con- it's consistently there. Mm. Like you see that you've like, there'll be points where if you push it aside and you say to yourself, like, listen, all right, I'm going to push that aside, whatever. I'm going to try it with these people, this person, whatever. And, it con- and if it continuously crops up mm. and I feel like when the universe tells you certain things you have to listen to how the, to the lessons that it's giving you and if you're not learning it from that point you're going to learn it from this point you're not learning it from this point it just deepens your hurt as you go and you know I do I do like the connection with the, the Jamaican saying this thing because they're very much like they don't like you they don't mm. like what you what, the, the way that your attitude that you're coming in with and your spirit that you're bringing in and just the way you're acting there's no point, there's no use for you in that, in their space. And they don't even pretend to like you. And they don't even pretend because the Jamaicans are really honest people. Which is what one thing Emerson also says. He says, don't pretend to like people. Don't, you know, because then he talks about the fact that when you pretend to be something or you fit yourself into this mold, you're, you then take on the uniform of that particular yeah. idea. So, and he speaks about the, the fact that your face kind of changes into this fake smile because yeah. you pretend to like the company you're around. Yeah. So Jamaicans don't do that then. If, if they don't like it, if, if their spirit don't take her, then that's it. They're not going <laughs> to... You know what? I feel like Jamaicans are a, are a, are a, are a complex are a complex people mm. <laughs> because they won't, they won't like you on one hand, but they'll turn up at your funeral and talk about how they, how they loved you all that time or whatever. Do you see what <laughs> right, I mean? And they, yeah, come, yeah, with, they yeah. come with their food and be like, yeah, man, like, back in the day, but they won't but they know. But they just come for a good but, time, isn't it? Do you know it? what I'm saying? They're here for a good time, mm. not a long time. But at the end of the day, I do think that it's, it's it's contextual. I, a lot of these things are contextual, right? Mm. Like if um, 
you have stages where grannies will be like, they won't say anything. They will kind of like be in your face and be smiling, smiling, smiling. But until you break up with your partner, they'll be like, oh, my spirit didn't take her anyway. Or mm. I didn't take like this person for this one and the, and the other. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's this revelation that comes now. That's like, well, why didn't you say this before? Yeah. Ah, because me did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, it, 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 because, you know what I mean? Like, you get, you, you get that. You yeah, get yeah. that. And I'm sure that that's the same in like a lot of like, um, definitely, definitely other Caribbean nations, but a lot of West African, um, like families and nations. Because yeah, my I feel does like, that yeah, like, oh, my, my spirit doesn't, yeah. Yeah, like they will just yeah. say that they don't like them. But then again, a lot of it, again, you know, you being the son or whatever, they might not like anybody that you bring home. Mm. Or, you know, my grandma doesn't like you for a long time. Not necessarily doesn't like you, but she's indifferent mm. until you're serious. And then it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. This is the situation. Yeah. Um, like and I and I, I don't know it's a, it's a good way to kind of protect yourself I guess it's yeah. a it's a self-preservation tool and you're being true to yourself yeah you're, you're being, being true, true to you're like, like you must be in harmony with yourself yeah, in a like, way if yeah you're like I, mean? I don't know them mm. so I don't really know whether I like them or not yeah so at this point in time they're just somebody who's there kind mm. of thing and what about intuition with other things then so for example if you think no this is a bad idea mm. do you Take on that. Do you accept that, or do you say, "Wait, let me think this through, and then make a decision"? Or do you trust that first instinct? You, pers- it, you personally. If it, if I'm trying to think of a situation where that's happened, but if it feels good, mm. I know that, the, and I know that you know, I don't feel good with the person. Um, then I'll just go with it because. You know, life is short. Like we will, like I'm very big on like moments and very big on like having experiences with people where they're like, at one point it might be a really great experience. Like everything like this, like this feels great. Like spiritually, everything feels, everything's moving the way it should. But then the next day it might not. Mm. And that's when you just kind of just got to listen to it and be like, "Mm, this is not where I'm at at the minute kind of thing nothing and I guess it kind of feeds back to this continuity uh, consistency continue, continuity mm. the idea of nothing will be the same the next day yeah yeah do you see what I mean like yeah. just nothing like uh, you, you could go out and you could meet somebody um, that was it was great it was having an ama- you're having an amazing day and you're having an amazing time you like I don't know done la 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 and danced in the, in the moonlight whatever mm-hmm. Next day, you might just not want to do that. Yeah. You might literally want to sit in your house. Um, but it's not every day that you're going to be doing all of these things. Do you see what I mean? So, you know. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Um, I'm, can, you, can you apply it to... Yeah, I'm very much like... I like to think um, things through. And obviously, after reading this, I always then try and act on intuition what I feel instantly so I really have to you know he does say watch for that gleam of light inside you it's not I don't think it's something that you're born knowing how to do it takes time you have to get to know yourself and yeah. know how you feel about certain things and recognise yeah, feelings and thoughts and so on and so forth yeah um, you're constantly learning yourself yeah exactly so yeah I think I'm I'm trying to do it more mm. trying not to oh, I think it will help me with my overthinking you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you overthink. But. Yeah, definitely overthink. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that. I don't know. What do you think about then? Because he speaks about you know everything that you have, you already need, mm. and everything that is there in life for you at this point in time will be there to make you happy. 
What do you think about that in relation to, say, you know, I'm reading minimalism, mm. I'm reading about minimalism in Goodbye Things. But what do you think about that kind of like that concept? Because a lot of people don't, a lot of people acquire things because they think that it's going to make them happier. Mm. But I feel like what I've actually noticed is that when I buy things, they are always for a particular use. I don't buy things because, oh, I'm going to feel good because I've got this um, ring mm. or whatever. Yeah. Everything is a particular use. I've got my watch because I wanted to track my fitness. You know, I've got my, I've got these trainers because I wanted to, I needed a pair of trainers mm. to wear. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's not, oh, I liked those trainers. I want to get those trainers. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. If I buy new clothes, I'm buying it because I'm going on holiday. Like, I, I, it's a really weird minimalist mindset that I'm it's kind of going that, through. It's strange that, actually, because I, I, can, I can agree with that, that I usually buy anything. If, if I buy something, it's because I need it. Mm. Except for perfume. I buy perfume because I just like it and I want to I want to I guess because I want to smell good but then I, sometimes I buy perfume I literally wear it once and then I won't wear it again and I buy it because it makes me feel good I mean shit I'm going to buy perfume today do you know what I mean <laughs> I'm going to buy some Tom Ford um, but then again I don't know I think we all have our vices don't we we all, we, we all buy things that we don't actually the majority of people buy things they don't need um so yeah, I don't know. I it's, don't know. it's a shame Ray's not here because like she's big on what gift reception yeah. and gifting herself things. Yeah, because I feel like that's some that's it's a really interesting it's a really interesting concept. How how it's, like I don't like that. I don't like the idea of gifting yourself things. I don't like that. It, it makes it sound as if to say you only give yourself something when you feel you deserve it. You always deserve something. Do you? Uh, why don't you? I can walk into a shop and I could be in there for an hour. Yeah. Say, and not feel like I deserve the things that are in there. That is, that's a sickness. Wow. Let, let, me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me be real with you. How can you go into a shop, think about buying something and say to yourself, no, I don't deserve this. What kind of self-hate is that? I know it's mad, isn't it? Alex, no, come it's on. It's crazy, right? You're coming with me. We're going to buy perfume today. Uh, you deserve it. I'm telling you, you deserve no, it. I, okay. <laughs> We're going to buy perfume. Because the thing is like, it's one of them things like looking at what you have and the things that are around you because I don't necessarily seek value in the stuff that is around me. Mm. It's, I, I I literally use them because they are there for, to be used. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I, I got my that. face mask because I need my face to look a certain way. I hope way. you don't apply that thinking to people, to hmm. human beings, because then we'll be having a problem. Because <laughs> you're useful. Yeah, no, that's no, no, horrible. No, no, no. Definitely not. Um, you know, but, but I, don't, I don't see human... Obviously... He, people are material yeah but I don't see them as materials if that makes any sense yeah I get at the end of the day if if I had nothing if I had nothing and my friends had nothing there's no reason why we wouldn't be friends yeah I'm not friends because of what people have yeah I'm friends because of the way people are so they and are, how yeah. they treat each other and how you know what I mean in a relationship mm. there's no reason if why would you be a friend of somebody who is who has like those people that have those shallow relationships, they don't tend to last. Which is a lot of people. Yes, they do a, a lot, lot of people, you know and I mean? you know a lot of relationships these days, especially for our generation, um, are transactional. 
as well. If you, it's like, I mean, what you know when people say, "What are you bringing to the table? What are you adding to my life?" Yeah. So because they're not adding anything to your life, you don't want to be their friend anymore. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's rotten, bro. If anyone I, says I, to me, what are you bringing to the table? I'll be like, bro, I don't want to talk to you, mate. I don't yeah. want to be your friend. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but look at it from this point of view. It's a thing where you, the transaction doesn't have to be negative. The transaction mm-hmm. can be positive because when you're saying, what are you bringing to the table? It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be of that kind of value but are you enriching me am I enriching you but Alex this is are we helping each other to grow this is cultural capitalism this is, this is, this is how it's really but you, but you, seeped into the the, the the mentality the mindsets of people like you're actually thinking about human relationships in a transactional way that's a sickness bro but, you, but the thing is but you do that innately anyway you do that inherently because you're going to be around people yeah but you're not you're, you're not consciously to... you're not consciously thinking about it of course communities are built on helping each other and doing things for each other but it's not like you consciously sit there and think what can this person do for me what has this person ever done for me I think it's the phrasing because I feel like I feel like you can say oh that's a good person that person has done this that and the other I know I know that how about I, I know I can trust A with with that about, I can't trust B with that because B yeah, will do fair. this and the other mm. but B will I know that B will react with this for this thing yeah. B is good because B doesn't B is more direct with what he needs to get and whatnot. Mm. So when I say when I think of bringing stuff to the table, I think of it like, you know, you're all. Everybody has a qualities. Everybody has values. Everybody has those things that mm. they can bring to relationships and partnerships. But all that is is noticing differences in people and, and differences in the relationships. I'm saying it's wording rather than. Well, no, but when majority of people say what are you bring to the table, that's not what they mean. I don't think I've, ever, I've never been approached by anybody. Oh, okay. I would call friends to say what are you bring to the table. Yeah, but what I have had an issue with with friends is vulnerability. Mm. Now, if I cannot be vulnerable, no one ta- no, like, you don't have to be vulnerable with everybody. But I do feel like you have to have a level of vulnerability with with me, for example, to to call certain people friends. I have to have a level of vulnerability. But, that, but that's more about be, fe- feeling comfortable with someone, isn't it? And feeling like that's you the can- only way that I could probably consider f- like I, like friendship. Yeah, that's that's, in the sense that, that's absolutely because, fair though. I, because, I mean, I get and that. that, and that's it. Like, mm. it, what I'm, I bring, what are you bring to the table? Are you allowing me to be vulnerable with you? Or is that what you're doing? If you're not doing that, mm. that's fine. I know where I stand in in this kind yeah. of like relationship. I know that I won't go to X person because of this. Okay, fair, fair, fair. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I feel like it's a it's a wording thing, and I feel like people get so caught up in con- like in that in the in the semantics of it all. But like, just go on, like you go on your feeling. Like if you if you feel that this person is a good person to be around, be around that person. Trust thyself. Trust thyself. Like trust your yeah. Trust your intu- uh, trust your intuition. Intuition. Fair enough. Think about that intuition, B. Cool. Anyway, so that's been self <laughs> self reliance oh, yeah, by Ralph Walter Emerson. Trust me, read the essay; it's amazing, and you will always sound literary if you say to someone, "Have you read Ralph Waldo Emerson?" Like they'll always be like, "Wow, you've read Emerson!" Like, trust me, trust me. I do it all the time. I'm always like, "Yeah, Emerson, that's my favorite author." When realistically, I've only read one of his essays. Um, hey, hey. But, um, <laughs> Moving on to mostly flicks. All right. Um, what we got, Alex? Derek made me. Derek, <laughs> Derek made me watch this film. It's um, Twilight. You describe Twilight as new, this film. New Moon. 
Amazing movie. It's not an amazing movie. It's I all. love it. The thing is, right. So, so what do you think? What do you think? All right. So this movie, let's let's run it down. Let's break it down now. It's about this pale white girl called Bella, who's in love with you and a paler white man mm-hmm. called Edward, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he runs off into the forest, and he, and then she kind of like, you know, falls for the Native American brother out here in the out here in the woods fixing bikes and shit, basically having a culture having a having a crisis of confidence mm-hmm. with who she loves and why she loves them all these different things everybody everybody is trying to save this white girl you know she's discovered that the, there's werewolves in this mix now she's discovered that the the vampires like the vampires ain't shit they're not werewolves they're wolves oh yeah that's true wolves yeah. actually yeah I, I, I wondered that actually because I was thinking to myself why are you changing into a wolf but there's no full moon yeah they're not what werewolves what is that they're just part of. I think. I think there's actually a real a tribe tribe in Native American Native culture. America that believe that some of or I think some of their totems are like wolves and stuff. I think it's trash just because of the way that I def, I, I I don't like those stories being told by people that aren't of those cultures. Mm. And I don't. And I'm really, really. I have no idea whether who wrote the book again. Hmm? Who wrote, oh, the, who wrote um, Twilight? Stephanie Meyer. Something I don't like know. That. I have no idea whether Stephanie Meyer went out and did her research on Native American culture and totems and all these different things. I have no idea whether she did this. So I'm not going to sit here and judge her on it. Yeah. But I just get really, I just get really skeptical when it comes to speaking about Native American culture because I feel like she didn't really go into whole... detail with the culture, though, did she? No, but the thing is, but the fact that the wolves are Native American mm. in itself, and then the, the vampires are European in itself is mm-hmm. like it's telling yeah and, and the vampires are the invaders and they get chased out of any time they come near the Native Americans land they get chased off of it mm. that's fair enough mate but yeah Bella's still there with her, with her European self but, but she Bella's, needs Bella's, to but die but Bella's not a vampire yet yet yeah anyway so that's basically the film the film is um, based off the book Twilight and I don't know I felt like you didn't enjoy any I of it. I felt like I was watching it. Me and my cousins were watching it yesterday. And I was looking at the screen and I was just like, this is like, my, my cousins, some of my cousins love it. And they said that you need to watch one through to three. Is it three films or four? Four. Did they, did the last one in no, two there's parts? No, there's five. There's five. Oh, okay. Yeah, Breaking Dawn part one, Breaking Dawn part two. Wait, so there's Twilight. There's Twilight, Twilight. there's New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn oh, okay. part one, Breaking Eclipse Dawn part two. Yeah, okay. So they said that you have to watch those all to kind of like get the idea of everything and, yeah. and growth and whatnot and Eclipse blah, blah, blah. Shit. And Breaking even, Dawn and, part one and shit. Even, and then they even said at the time of when it was released, mm. we have to, um, it was big at the time. It was, yeah. And it was big at the time. I remember being working in Waterstones and trying to, um, did you know I wasn't working? Was I? Anyway, is that 2000 wasn't it like 2006 7 8 don't know. maybe Charlie boy did you what did you think of the <laughs> oh, film man I think the film <laughs> I <laughs> I like I mean I was trying to give contacts with the people then innit um, the film was it raised a lot of um, questions mm. but I don't think it was well written I don't think they were I don't think they were good actors at all mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I think they're really there were, there were good themes that that brought up, you know, for, I mean, for, forbidden loves. 
It's a guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure for me. I absolutely I love this movie. One, because I think Jacob is really, really sexy. Really? Thing He's is, really nice. But he looked like a man. But I knew I, like he was In the movie, he was 16, quote unquote. Okay, I don't think he was. Oh my God, Jacob, you become really buff. Oh my yeah, God, Jacob. Yeah. Oh my God, you, where'd you get those pecs from? Oh my God, Jacob, you got mono? <laughs> like, like, what the fuck yeah like what was that a guy comes back he's standing in the rain bare chest mm. I can't be around you anymore I just feel like it was all so what contrived everything was contrived about it I mean everything what, yeah, everything but said just was like the damn movie man I mean I tried I, I, just, tried, I, I tried, really I tried. like the um, I really like obviously I'm team Jacob never been team Edward yeah that whole family nah man part of shiny face Twitter they all I, look <laughs> I I weren't feeling I weren't feeling Edward at all. Like shiny face to He's he's. <laughs> Are you gonna call him? He's he's, a, he's, an, he's an abusive guy, fam. Edward. Yeah, Edward Cullen. That was kind of emotional abuse, wasn't it? Like I'm going. Oh, where are you going? Who's who's we? Me and my family. No, but obviously he did that to save her, though, didn't he? Because I mean, fam, his brother just literally tried to to chop her, fam. Like tried to suck her blood. Like of I'm course. I'm sorry. He has to you take are, him. You are a human around vampires. Do not cut yourself. Because they have a tendency to course. want to drink and eat you. But she never experienced Why that before. And I think that it was a wake up call for Edward when he saw that. He probably thought. But they were also calm. They were like, oh. Yeah, he's jumping around and trying to eat my girlfriend. Yeah, because they were trying to control themselves because they wanted to. Obviously, they yammer, wanted to yammer, yammer as well. Um, they should just turn her from. They yeah, they eventually do. But I, I I really really like the movie, man. Mm. I think it's just so what, are the um, best, what are the best themes from the movie that you probably could. Actually... I like the I like the way they turn into werewolves. Uh, what turn into wolves? So they get angry. I think no, they, get, they don't even have to be angry. They can literally just turn it's, it. It's based off emotion because one of the when they were when she slapped one of the guys in the in the in the in the, in the group. Yeah, he he was angry, so he changed. Jacob went to save her, so mm-hmm. he was. I think that was fear or. There was some kind of like you know when you try and protect somebody, mm-hmm. there's that kind of adrenaline. So he had to run and actively change. I don't think he would change if he was happy. In a sense, do you see what I mean? No, I think I think I, they can control it. I, I can't remember. No, I'm pretty sure they can control it. I mm. mean, later movies anyway. Mm. Um, but we, yeah, I just I really like I really like Jacob and um, it, the I like the family the unit the wolves. I like their family I, I unit. I like that. I like that. I. Have been watching. I didn't like Bella the way she treated Jacob. It was horrible. You know what? I don't. I never she liked. I, I never liked the main girl in those films, in those shows, and I will explain why. Because I'm watching Vampire Diaries mm. at the same time, and the, the storylines similar are similar, a bit more modern, better acting, and whatnot. But I'm thinking like everybody has to. Everybody's going out like, to save this girl. Yeah. When this girl is the main cause of all the problem, like literally this main character this person is the issue at every single step of the way the problem oh why is this person coming to try and invade this in trying to invade our lives it's because of this girl why is um why did such and such have to go away because of this girl why is this why is this person having to defy their nature because of this girl why is you know what I mean like why is enough. our tribe being under threat because of this girl yeah, you yeah. see what I mean like and that's kind of what I like and I always think that why does she never die why does this girl never die or why do they never make her into a vampire I don't know they probably do that in Twilight don't they or something uh, Breaking might... Dawn Part 1 okay yeah yeah so they probably they do do that but um, I think that when we're looking at these things it it it, it, it kind of they always position the 
the girl or the, the and it's typically a white girl as the savior of all these things and the cause of all these problems and oh my gosh that she must be saved at all times and it has made me think about wanting to see a black super like a black supernatural show like not outside of heroes outside of superheroes outside of um all of that and that not secondary characters i want to see like a main body of cast as a black like supernatural show wasn't there one that was supposed to come on netflix i remember seeing a trailer of this little boy black boy who had superpowers and he lived in the hood he had like he had like i think he had like telekinesis Mm. That was on Netflix. Was it on YouTube? No, it was. It I was saw a, it on YouTube. Apparently, it was coming on Netflix. And he had telekinesis kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and his but mom I, and his mum was protecting him. Yes, because, but that was like two years but ago. But I feel like when I, but whenever I see those programs, because they're not well produced, they're never as produced as say. Do you see mm. what I mean? Like I'm watching. There's this, there's a show on um, Netflix called Superstition, mm. and it's like a black family. They the the mums. I I would say she's a witch. The dad is. Um, thousands thousands of years old and they work in an undertakers and obviously he's had several families along his lifetime and he's immortal he got given like his immortality when he was in the moors kind of thing and i was looking at it and I'm thinking it's great it's good for sci-fi and stuff but the way that it's kind of set up mm. i feel like it could be you know when you feel like it could just be produced a lot better and made into a like a proper series mm. and stuff like it was it's good i mean to a point you know, I mean, but I feel like it just, it, they, I don't think they put enough energy into it. Cause when I look at that and I compare that to Vampire Diaries and I look at the way that the storylines produce the characters, the, the character development, all these different things and like the trajectory of their stories, I think there's, there's more time and money put into it. I thought, I don't even think it's always about money. Like my favorite superhero movie is a movie called Chronicle, which I think didn't have much budget at all. It's about um, some young boys. Uh, Michael, I think, Michael B. Jordan is in it actually They find like some crystal thing underground And it starts glowing Their nose start bleeding And they wake up and they have Suddenly they have telekinesis They can fly They can summon each other In this weird way They don't really explain it It's Chronicle Chronicle is fucking sick bro yeah. like, it's, But is it finished? Is it, there's, there's... No it's a movie Oh it's a movie Yeah it's a movie um, It's so sick And I think that if they really Because that's what that, that movie from That was supposed to be on Netflix or series it kind of reminded me of Chronicle the way they did it because it was just like normal everyday life but then oh let's just throw a bit of telekinesis mm. in there and it, it looked really really good so I don't always think the budget's the thing I think it's just about making it a good movie or yeah, a good show yeah, yeah 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 exactly but the thing is right we had um, they're, they're bringing out a new Charmed mm. so you, you didn't watch Charmed did you? nah so, I wasn't allowed he wasn't allowed I think yeah Charmed was like 99 wasn't it mm. up until 2008 but um, I they're, they're rebooting it for this year so it's going to come out in August or September I think maybe October around those months and they've got like people they've got a black girl in it see a mixed race girl who's ironically British um, and she's in it and then they've got Latino um, sisters so they they're three sisters now but they're just like the most ethnically diverse so they are white but they're Latina all this stuff and I'm just like that's great and all aside from it actually aside from them actually including the old cast and doing all those things they should then there needs to be a black I feel like there needs to be a black like supernatural thing where there's a black family who are who have been through 
whatever through history because there's so much there in Vampire Diaries there's this girl called Bonnie and she's like one of the witches from Salem and like they, they I feel like there's a lot to talk about with regards to you know being a black witch in in um, America via slavery via all that stuff and all those kind of things I feel like there's so much to kind of like discuss there and I feel like that would actually help do you know the storyline I feel like do you know what they need to do like just before we close this section yeah first thing that I think they really need to do is make a movie about a Haitian family who practice voodoo See. and the father is a guy called Dutty Bookman See. And the because, head of the like the, the, yeah, the head exactly, of the family yeah exactly yeah and they don't like they're just basically trying to live the same way the Cullens are trying to live in Twilight they're just trying to fit in with wider society but they have all of these powers one also they should try and do it with the Orishas where there's like a family that are descended like like you know how Black Lightning like the family and got powers and stuff like that but that's just very poorly done I yeah. personally think yeah. they should do it like that with the Orishas where you know the father is Oluran and blah 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 and that's kind of what um, Tommy Adeyemi did in um Children of Blood and Bone, but we're, yeah, kind but without of. the fantasy element, yeah, without the fantasy element, yeah. but like it's very much like they grew from that, like that, you know, yeah, man, someone, if you're gonna find the story, come yeah. on now, like you got the founding families, you got the gods, and then yeah. you're gonna like listen, we give you the ideas, you the idea. come on, I want to see it, I want to see it happen, true. just because like I'm tired of having to watch black people just be subsidiary characters mm. and you know just secondary characters always helping I don't know like it's not always a race thing but I just kind of want to just see like like a minority just kind of like take the four kind of thing well yeah yeah. And I think they, they, they do do spin-offs for Vampire Diaries and whatnot but I would, it'd be sick if there's a, a spin-off for like the witches because in Vampire Diaries the witches are black like the mm. black guys warlocks and whatnot. they are black mm. in this series but I just feel like um, they're just there needs to be more time and more you know money put into those things yeah um, I hear you I need to see those books as well yeah we let that back to the show cool <laughs> anyway so that's been mostly things just rambling on um, so that's us done today but yeah thank you for listening guys can I just um, ask yeah. Would you be a vampire or a werewolf? Werewolf. Easy. Wolf. Easy. Really? Easy, easy, easy. I don't know. I'm not going to hell. Um, but the vampires don't. They're damned. They're damned forever, but they live forever. But if they die, where are they going? They're going to hell. Maybe. They're going to hell, Alex. Who knows? Does uh, exist? Um, <laughs> don't forget you can find us on Twitter at Mostly Lit, Instagram at Mostly Lit Pod. Our website is what, Alex? Oh, mostly-lit.com. Dot com. And email address? Most... Lilit at gmail.com awesome yeah catch us each Monday rate, review and subscribe yes please rate, Holler review back, and subscribe comment and do what you gotta do loads of exciting stuff coming up this year Holla alright cheers guys bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.